but also you know i don't want to, to sound like oh it's so like magical and you know beautiful right. you know it, it's work you know at the end of the day is work yeah. uh but but it's a work that i'm passionate about so i don't mind to be in this specific room for 14 hours sometimes right. you have to yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode yo yo what's up people welcome to the channel my name is clint and i specialize in producing music for tv and film and also teach other producers how to monetize their music by showing them how to produce prepare and pitch placement ready music for tv so make sure you subscribe stick around we're back for another episode of the music is my business podcast after literally like a lot of weeks off i'm back it's been a few weeks but excited to be back man hope all is well let me see what we have in the chat let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do um super excited about today's episode um so yeah uh let's 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 shout out a few people in the chat let me see we got rob hamlet in the building what's good a train said is the live over i know i came on a few a few minutes uh late but it's all good we was making sure everything was straight bango beats what's good alexander what's up my first live let's go welcome to the live flares is in the building michael connor what's good bro um we got m london music hero for higher media from new york by way of baltimore i love it i love it um so listen we have <laughs> we have we have a guest right and listen if you have any excuses at the start of this episode, <laughs> you won't have any more because he's about to shatter any possible excuse you could ever have as to why you can't become successful in whatever you want to do, but specifically sync licensing um, and, and producing music for TV and film. Um, so some of his work has been heard on PBS. Uh, it was a, a film called L.A. or I think it's L.A. or Love Rebel L.A. Rebellion Cinematic Movement. Um, critical Role. Uh, Disney, including the the Trolls, the TV series, which I think he worked on for like five years or something like that, um, and a bunch of other animation. Like he's he obviously does animation super well because he's worked on it for years and years and years. Um, so I want to welcome uh, my guy, Karam Salem, Hi. to the Music Is My Business podcast. What's up, bro? How you feeling? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me here. Super excited. We finally get to do this after I don't know how long. <laughs> no, I know, right? I'm very, very happy to be here. Yes, and as you said, I'm gonna shut down all the excuses. <laughs> uh, I'll try as much as possible. I, I honestly, I feel of I was able to do this for a living. I think it's possible for everybody. Um, I will share my thoughts on how to and all of that and what worked out for me. But at the end, you know, you need to make it your own story in a way. Yeah, uh, facts. So, man, so we we had a chance to talk uh, a, a while back and you were just kind of going into like your your story, man. It's just how you kind of got into music, how you ended up in the States. And I was just like, yo, 
Okay. <laughs> so let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Like, where are you from? <laughs> sure. Great question. So I'm originally from Baghdad, Iraq. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised there for the first 18 years of my life. Okay. So during these first 18 years, uh, if you know a little bit of history, I survived three wars. Uh, wow. And uh, I was born in a war and I left the country when it was in war. Wow. Um, but, you know, throughout that first 18 years of my life, I think all I wanted to do is is being a pianist and play piano as much as I can. It was very, very difficult even at that time because the whole country, I mean, maybe had two, three, maybe four good teachers wow. who taught piano very, very well. Mm -hmm. And these teachers were kind of like the the holy grail of their realm because they are the ones who you know maybe they were born in the 1960s where the country was in a shape that used to send students outside of their borders to study in france germany you know uh, russia all that all that yeah. stuff so when they came back and you know politics got into the situation uh you know the borders were closed so people in my generation i'm comfortable to say i was born in 1988 uh, so people in my generation you know were born in a situation where we are not allowed to travel uh, there was no internet no any sort of communications to have access to anything that is outside of where we were born basically um the you know the tv was controlled by the government i think we had only two channels yes wow. only two channels, two channels. Uh, only two channels and then and then later on we got lucky and we had three you know <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you know in terms of like me growing up cartoon wise i think we had just one hour a day where, where the you know national channels like broadcasted cartoons you know um, but for some reason I was always into playing piano uh, uh, with being with being born in a family that my dad used to play guitar and lute instrument my uncles were like all musicians so I grew up around them uh, and they had a little band, you know, that was going on at that time. But again, everything is, you know, very limited to whatever was possible at that time that we had access to. Right. Um, so, you know, years, years went by and I just kept playing piano by ear, I believe up until age 12 years old, until when we were able to get to one of the teachers that were there, you know, so I can get trained properly, I can play piano and I can do all of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once I got access to one of the teachers in, in Baghdad, um, I believe a year after that, there was one of the famous pianists came to the, to the country. 
I think it was like through the United Nations program or something like that, because this is like never happened, you know, in Iraq. Her no. name was Marie Joseph Jourd. She was from France and she came to Iraq. She did like some sort of competition uh, and hoping to get one of these, you know, best performers with her back to France and teach them how, you know, and the, uh, the idea of like, after he's done learning, we'll come back and hopefully we'll teach whoever is, you know, wanting to learn. Right. Uh, within one year of just being trained, I was able to get a third place in that competition. Wow. Uh, and we were, you know, the whole country maybe had, I don't know, maybe 14 or 15 participants, maybe mm. a little bit more, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. At that age, I was 12 years old, I wrote in my diary, I wrote that one day, I, I know at that time was like insanely impossible, you know, like there is no way because we were not allowed to travel. There was no country in the world want us to be there, <laughs> you know, so it's it's like, you know, that, that that's the, that's the 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 reality that I was born into, you know. Yeah. Um, but that kind of didn't stop me. I said, like, at age 12, I wrote, I was like, I want to travel outside of Iraq. I want to learn how to play piano. Mm. I want to travel the world after that. And I just left it there. And I never stopped practicing piano. That This was my life. Yeah. Uh, but in... 2006 my dad was like we need to get out of this country it is not safe anymore this mm -hmm. is when the war started in 2003 okay. we stayed in baghdad for three years after that but in 2006 was the most difficult year and at that time the uh at that time syria was accepting refugees okay. uh, uh to come from iraq so my dad was like we need to get out of here for our safety and we'll figure out when we go there mm -hmm. so in we moved in 2006 i was 18 years old at that time mm -hmm. uh to syria and there i we didn't have papers we didn't have anything so education was not even possible to continue my high school and all of that but all mm -hmm. i did was like playing piano uh and there i was able to be in in, in some sort of piano schools just to continue my training and two years into it i was lucky to um to meet people uh, in syria who were helping iraqi students who left their country and couldn't finish their education mm -hmm. in iraq and they were trying to bring them here to the united states with full scholarships to you know uh, start kind of their life wow uh, and I was 18 years old in the Middle East, 18 years old, parents don't send their kids to, <laughs> to like America to study. It's just like not normal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got so, you. and especially the, the program at that time was called the Iraqi student project. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I didn't speak English at that time too, really? you know, and never. Because, wow. you know, like in Iraq, well, we, we had English classes and stuff like that. But okay. it, it was the last thing on my list that I, I should pay attention to because there was no reason for me to learn a language that I will never, ever use. Yeah, and that, 
can go, go leave the country right right if i can't leave the country why would i learn anything you know, like why would i learn the language if there's no use for it yeah, for me sense. in my life yeah. uh, but then these th this couple from from new york who were in syria uh, their name is gabe and teresa uh, teresa came to me and she told me if you're gonna learn english it's gonna open so many doors in your life and we see a lot of potential in you, but you have to learn the language. So, you know, I heard her. I heard her very clearly. Mm -hmm. And the next eight months, I was eating, sleeping, dreaming, everything in English. <laughs> you know, uh, everything I did was, I was practicing piano for like six, seven, eight hours. And I was like practicing English for six, seven, eight hours. Yeah, wow. And listen, English is not easy. Like we have multiple words for the same thing. We have the same words that mean different things. It's confusing yes. even to people who speak English sometimes. And and a lot of things you say but you, you, you like you write it but you don't pronounce it, you know, all all of all of that stuff. So I yeah. just had to go through it. I just like saw that this is this is the this is the like a moment that could change my life mm -hmm. and 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 i believed in it um and i was one of the first 14 students who came through that program to the united states wow and and we were uh, we were kind of spread out throughout the the states depends on what everybody wanted to study and focus in their life mm -hmm. you know um and that's how i came here to the united states that was like last month for me was my 15 years wow. in the united states so i'm very close to live as much as i lived back in iraq in the yeah. united states and it's you know this is home now i have family uh, mm. i'm married i have two boys uh, that's the that's the thank you that's the short version of it <laughs> yo if you're serious about your music business then you should know how important it is to have an email list so you can stay in touch with your fans your followers and customers the problem is a lot of these email services charge you more and more the more subscribers subscribe to your list well i found a solution and it's called flowdesk and you get unlimited subscribers for one price and that price i don't it's not even 40 dollars. like it's mad cheap yo you get automatic list cleaning it's a simple easy to use platform that makes it easy to send out email campaigns and it's all for one fee every month the same fee you just keep paying the same price no matter how many subscribers you get so listen today i want to give you 50 percent off your subscription to flowdesk just go to clintproductions.com slash flowdesk that's clintproductions.com forward slash f-l-o-d-e-s-k once again that's clintproductions.com slash flowdesk flow without the w just f-l-o now go build that email list back to the show <laughs> nah, man. I mean that that's that's inspiring and amazing. Cause the crazy thing, man, is um, we're we're super close in age. Like we're like a year apart, and it's crazy because I was on this side, seeing everything go down with the war and all that stuff, and right. then you're like on the exact opposite side, right. experiencing things from a, a completely different perspective. And now mm. we still, we still like we're in neighboring states now. So it's like we, yeah, we end up crazy, in, right? in the same <laughs> field, and it, it's it's crazy to think about, man. But um, 
Wow. So, so your fam. So you, you said your dad was kind of involved in music. Is that where you kind of picked it up from, and just kind of never? Yeah, I, from? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I started playing keyboard at age five. Okay. Uh, and I started by ear. I started to play at the choir in our church back home. Mm -hmm. So I used to basically learn the melodies, you know, and I played on in my right hand only. Okay. Okay. And my dad used to accompany me with his guitars, you know. Mm -hmm. And then later on, as I improved, then I, you know, I was conducting the choir, you know, so like things kind of moved out. But like, the reason why I'm very passionate about this subject because it it's not just about passion but like also music in a way saved my life you know yeah, yeah. Uh, like if it wasn't for music I I don't think I would be part of that program mm. you know uh, to 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 come here and because of the music the the university here accepted me with my poor English at that time, because I didn't need to be, you know, I didn't want to be a scientist or like an engineer and I need very uh, strong English to come and study here, right? So, so, and, and then when I came here, all I wanted to do, even at that time, all I wanted to do is to, you know, practice and perform. And throughout the four years of my college here, I, I went to Indiana Holy Cross College. Okay. Um, I, I performed throughout many, many, many universities, many halls, uh, also in New York, uh, to raise money for other Iraqi students who wanted to be part of this program as well. Wow. But then soon enough, I think it was my second or third year I realized I came to a country where there is a lot of pianists here. <laughs> you know, back home it was just me and a few other guys, and that was it. And we were very, you know, having a blast. But here I just quickly realized how there is a lot of people here who play piano, who were born here much earlier, had much earlier training than me, you know, and then reality started to kick how can I how can i make music work for me uh and find my own way so i feel like in my second and third year i was still uh performing a lot uh but i started to compose my own pieces and i started to perform them through my concerts here and i think that opened the door for composing music yeah. um and 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 that led to me discovering there is film and music tv up until that point i had no idea that this is a thing you know yeah. uh, uh so so and and that journey once i discovered that path i wanted to do uh i wanted to go uh and figure out how should I go about it. So at that at that time, uh, I changed my major from music to visual arts and graphic design. So I have a visual art background. I still paint. I love that. When I get out of this room, and I just want to get some inspiration, I just go hold the canvas and paint. I have a few nice. canvases downstairs. I call them unfinished paintings. Every time I get a minute, I go and try to work on them a little bit. Um, nice. 
so that was like a nice layer to me, but I never realized music and visual arts will align together in a way that will be my path to write music for film and TV. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that was in my, after I finished my undergrad, that's where my journey started. And at that time I was in Indiana and uh, I wanted to figure out where I should go, where I need to be, how should I position myself? Yeah. And I did a lot of research. And at that time for people who wants to score movies and films and documentaries there was only one place to be at which is los angeles yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't think that was a surprise but uh, i realized for for students who are going to either berkeley school of music or columbia in new york which they have like film scoring program or even chicago uh, they have a film uh, they have a film scoring program i realized that by time they finish they end up going to 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 Los Angeles to live part of their life there to figure out the, the industry. Yeah. So for me, I needed to find a way. How can I get there? You know, um, and then, uh, you know, I moved around a little bit uh, and I worked different jobs, you know, but I always wanted to do music, you know, I always wanted, I work different jobs that are, the goal is to get closer to someone that will tell me what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I did before the push towards like doing this full time, I worked uh, at Caesar Palace in Las Vegas okay. for two years. And my objective of that was I wanted to perform with the Circus de Soleil shows in Las Vegas. There is a lot of them. And, and, and these shows have like live musicians at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted to start anywhere, anyhow, to get to connect with the people and, you know, move forward. Nice. Um, and then by a chance, my uncle at that time uh, in Las Vegas knew the music director who uh, was in charge of the Osho in Bellagio, I believe. Okay. Uh, and I set up a meeting with him. I sent him, I there was a CDs at that time. <laughs> so so I, I gave him my CD and I told him, this is the music I do. And the day after that, uh, he emailed me and he told me, my music needs to be on film and TV and you need to make this happen. Uh, you need to go to Los Angeles and make it work there. So it took me about one year from that meeting to me moving to Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, and we moved to Los Angeles in two th January 2015. At that time I was married, just me and my wife. Mm -hmm. We were like, let's go to Los Angeles, spend one year, gamble everything we have mm -hmm. to make this thing happen. Um, and if it didn't work out, we'll find another way. We yeah. said we're not going to stop, but we're just going to find another way. Yeah. Um, so in the first year, uh, in the first year, we arrived to Los Angeles. And by this I, time, by this yeah. time, you knew you knew about sync. You knew about the possibility of getting your music placed in TV and film. Yes. Did you know. Yes. 
exactly how to go about it by the time you got to L.A., or were you just still kind of figuring it out based on I, I was mentioned? still figuring it out, yeah. I didn't have okay. any connections. I didn't know anybody in L.A. Okay. Uh, there was only one person I know, uh, and his name is Alex LeMay. Uh, at that time, he's a film director, and I'm working on a documentary film with him okay like right now uh, but at that time he was the one who told me it's going to take you 10 years uh to work on mm. such studio projects like that mm. and i was like no i'm gonna do it in three years <laughs> <laughs> i was like I I'm, I, I'm not gonna wait 10 years like that's crazy yeah uh, uh so you know i had this conversation with him uh and we still talk about that day uh so what I did in my first year, and here's what I mean by going all in, um, I went, I, you know, I did my research and I know where I need to be and where I need to go. And at that, what I decided is I, to, I wanted to do the UCLA film scoring program. Um, it's a one year program, very intense. Okay. Uh, and I decided during that program, I'm gonna do every single possible internship I can put my hands on. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to do the program. The program is full time. The internships are full time. Okay. None of it is paid. <laughs> you know, uh, I actually have to pay for it for my wow. education. Uh, but this is what we did. We, like we came here for we came to LA for one year to 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 like just put everything we have Mm -hmm. and then will hopefully something happen um and yeah you know so like i started to do like short films student films you know and stuff like that while i was doing a lot of internships 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 i did internships with a few amazing amazing composers um big studios remote control hans zimmer studio it's a huge huge uh campus mm. um and if you're there, you get to meet a lot of people who are have their own studios, you know, in there. So I did the generic, you know, internship there. Uh, and then I got to know the people inside. So I was able, after I finished that internship, I moved with another composer. Uh, his name is uh, her, um, Hector Pereira. Um, and, and as I was about to finish my uh, my internship there and finishing my program at UCLA. Uh, I got an email from an amazing, amazing mentor and friend uh, now, but uh, his name is Alex Karingas. Uh, and he said, my name is Alex. I'm starting a new show with DreamWorks called Home. Uh, and I got your name from two places and i want to meet with you wow. uh, and i was like okay let's 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 meet up you know i didn't mm. know who alex was uh, i also at that time didn't know one of the recommendations that he received my my name from uh, but remote control production at that time forwarded my resume to dreamworks and dreamworks forwarded my resume to Alex Gringas, who was doing a show at that time with DreamWorks. Mm. Uh, and they asked him that he needs somebody as an assistant 
because there is going to be a lot of work for him to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I met with Alex and that was about six to seven years ago now. Okay. So I started with him as an assistant uh, for the first two years, and then I became a collab- collaborators, and we started to score shows together. Mm-hmm. Until um, until this year in February is when I started to do my own work without being an as without being under kind of his umbrella in a way yeah. uh, it's just like you know it was a gut feeling i felt it. i had enough work uh, and i also built a lot of uh, you know catalog in terms of like music shows uh royalties which is yeah. so awesome yeah, no uh, <laughs> and i don't think this would be possible without that you know yeah. so that kind of gave me the confidence to 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 move forward and you know run my own chapter in a way yeah um and it's been amazing it's been absolutely amazing that's dope like so what was it like being an assistant um were you working on music or were you doing like just like admin tasks like what was that um, yeah yeah exactly so when i first started i was doing assistant work and assistant work means uh being at the spotting sessions, um, taking notes, organizing, printing stems, uh, receiving, uh, you know, putting putting like uh, the episode in a music preview, send it to the studio so they can watch it, mm-hmm. send us send us notes. I organize all the notes based on the cues names we have send okay. it to you know send it to alex uh all that kind of all that kind of work um he so was so a- one of the biggest problems i see producers have when trying to get in the sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started so i created a super simple easy free six step guide to help you get started so you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in tv and film go ahead go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide again it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps clintproductions.com slash six steps download your free six-step guide and get started today like right now like let's go like what, what are we waiting for i'm sorry not to, i didn't mean to cut you off but it sounds like sounds like you got like a really good feel of just the overall process and everything that's involved with composing music to picture doing what, that. what 100% i mean doing internships was amazing it opened your eyes on how to organize your work how to mm-hmm. like start a project how to organize your folders how to protect everything you do uh all that all that kind of stuff until uh but until when you work you know that's when uh you have your own rhythm your own system it gets to a point where like it doesn't matter what the project is it goes throughout the same process you know uh and this is something Sorry, I was able also to establish with Alex, you know, we we built uh, an insane system where like there is no mistakes will happen. You know, mm-hmm. there is no nothing will go wrong. 
you know, there is no queue gonna go be missing or mm. like we delivered the wrong version because like all files are titled very specific. There is no way to go wrong about it. And, yeah. and, and, and that made us very efficient, you know, and at some point, Alex and I, we were doing three shows together uh, at the same time. Very, very demanding. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then, you know, you get faster at your work and, you know, you get to score a whole episode in two days instead of 20 days, you know, <laughs> like, wow. uh, and, and, and that helped me so much to, especially like working on trolls with him because, you know, trolls are like little villages and yeah. each village has its own genre. So, yeah. so quickly I had to adapt that. You know, it doesn't take that many tracks to make a specific genre. But if you know the right instrument and the right sound and the right balance of mm. these instrument, you know, then it's gonna then it's gonna be that genre. You know, so like we we literally you know jump from action sequence orchestral to like techno music to country to like pop music to like all within no time <laughs> you know yeah. and, and and then doing that on a professional level because uh because this was like a show at, for dreamworks you know and then it's going to so it was like kind of like i'm practicing but also it's a professional setting you know yeah. that where no mistakes you know needs to happen and all of that mm -hmm. so yeah i was really really grateful for the years you know i worked with alex and also he is the kind of person who not just want you to be an assistant from day one he wants you to succeed on your own mm. uh, and that kind of cultivated something in me why i like to you know share the knowledge there is nothing needs to be hidden you know yep. uh, and i think uh that also comes from a confidence that I'm not going to be personally affected if I teach you exactly how I do it or I yeah. show you my template. There is nothing secret, you know, yeah. because you are so different than me. You know, even if we write the same scene, it will never feel the same or be the same, you exactly. know, and that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it interesting. And also uh, I'm OK to like not hold back on any information, you know. Yeah. Uh, so th that I think, like, just to summarize that journey, you know, I, 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 I've, the reason why I started saying that anybody can do it, but anybody can do it with with work ethic that that is so consistent. Like, if you want to make music, you have to make music every day for something or for nothing. You know, like <laughs> I have tracks and tracks that gone nowhere, but I learned so much from them every single day for eight. The reason why where I am today is because there was like no nonstop, you know, like eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. I'm writing music, you know, mm -hmm. if that's what I want to do, that's what it takes, you know. And I'm also like right now mentoring few few composers who are very early, early on in their stages, but you know, like, I think if there is anything I want to share, and I hope this will stick, you know, somewhere is especially if you're starting on today, mm -hmm. I feel like it is not impossible to make it work. But in order to make it work, you need to find seven ways to make income 
from music. If music is your goal, if your goal is to make music and that's your call in life, because it's gotta be a call. This is not for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not for everybody. It, it, ha it has to be a call and it has to be, you have to feel it in your own, you know, body yeah. and 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 as your as your uh, your career goes on you're gonna realize that the seven ways you picked there is only four that are kind of you are being more successful at than the other three you know mm -hmm. so now what you need to do is forget about these three and focus on these four and as you keep carrying on with your with your with your career then these four are going to be three going to be two you know and then you should stay in that range because you know uh, it, it, and it will reveal itself to your to, to you that this is this is the career you 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 picked and these are the th things that you are into now that you found success in, and just stick to it and get better at it every day you know yeah i love uh, that yeah, man, I, I agree. Um, you know, just staying focused, man, and just not, um, you know, some people, they don't start putting in the work until, you know, they feel like they have an opportunity. They're like, oh, well, when the opportunity comes, then I'll, you know, I'll start working on music every day or I'll start, um, you know, studying and learning different things or practice scoring the yeah. picture, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I think the work starts immediately. Um, so that, you know, when preparation meets opportunity, then right. you get success, you know, um, right. Right. let's 100%. Uh, talk about trolls. Cause you, you put in a lot of years on that show, on that series, like, so right. were you, were you scoring to picture or were you like producing music and then they're placing the music? What, what, how are you working on yeah, that? Yeah. So, so, uh, Trolls is a show that was composed by Alex Geringas. And okay. at that time, I was part of his team. Mm -hmm. So, and it was just me and him writing for that show. Okay. Uh, because it was a, you know, I don't know how many, like maybe 250 episodes we did or something like that. So, like mm -hmm. every seven to 10 days, we had to score to, we had to score a new episode. Okay. By time we start scoring a new episode, we are also doing a revision for the previous episode. Mm. So that show was, uh, it's an animated TV series. Uh, part of it is on Netflix and the other part is on Hulu. Okay. Um, and we receive a locked picture of the animation. And our first step to do is doing a spotting session. Okay. Spotting session is basically we all sit in the same room uh with the executive of the show and the music coordinator of the show and also the music team and we just watch the entire episode and we talk about when to start the music and when to end the music and what kind of music we are doing in this segment you know okay. and we do that these episodes were like uh 20 20 minutes an episode you know so so you know we watch the entire 20 minutes and by the end of that spotting session we have a lot of notes for the entire episode and then alex and i we just go about you know who's gonna do what and then we start scoring right away okay. uh, and then we put everything together in a music preview a quick time clip 20 minutes and send it to the send it to the production and then to the executives and then they watch it they give us notes based on specific time codes like 
maybe here there is no music now can we extend the music before it or start the music that comes later earlier you know and all that kind of revision art sometimes the cues says like i didn't feel it's working here can we change the genre can we change the instrumentation it needs bigger smaller that kind of revision art mm, nice. and you know we keep working 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 until the finish line where we need to get the final approvals and then we print stems for every single cue every cue cue is like a piece of music uh it could be it depends on the length right uh so we print stems for each cue and then we put it in proto session and ship it to the dub stage and the dub stage take it from there uh, mixing it to the dialogue mix the music to the dialogue and to the sound effects and from there it goes to the to the streaming services yeah nice so that's Man. kind of that's kind of the process but you know what like here, here's a funny story because you're talking about animation mm -hmm. so when i was at ucla uh there was a class is uh, about for scoring to animation okay right uh and this that was the only class i didn't take in my film scoring <laughs> program one class and I, you didn't I, the one class i didn't take and the first gig i get was it's all animation. in animation and you know what like i was like why i'm not gonna pay the money for that class because you know i'm you know, I'm very a drama, you know, driven, dark sound, you know, mm -hmm. like that's the, it, it just runs in my story. It runs in my blood. I can't do animation music. I don't know what animation music, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I avoided that class. I avoided it all the time. Like, you know, I wow. took film scoring, you know, all that stuff, but animation, it never resonated with me. I was like, I'm not an animation composer, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, who knows? Like the next six years of my life is all, is <laughs> all spent in animation. Wow. You know, I work, I worked on, I worked on trolls, and that was like a, uh, with home, which is the first show I started with Alex. I, that okay. when I was doing like more assistant work, but towards the end of the show, I start to write additional music. And then when trolls, the show came in to Alex, uh, we both worked on it uh, together, okay. and then because of that trust and relationship then we were able to i scored uh chuggington uh season six this is for uh disney jr also we did a lot a woody uh, woodpecker reboot it's on youtube okay. uh, animation so we did a lot of that that animation world uh and it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of different genres different production you know different mixing because we do all of it you know yeah um well wow. yeah i hope i an answered your question no yeah that um yeah. that's that's amazing and ironic too um <laughs> uh, so okay with i'm curious so with composing you know entire seasons multiple seasons of right. like a, an animated series like that like how does payment work like is it you do the whole say the whole season and then you get like uh, or the the head composer gets like a lump sum and then royalties or are they like kind of giving you because i assume it takes a while to put all this music together especially for an entire season so or is it like in yeah. increments they kind of give you something just to be able to you know to right. to live while you work on it right so contract wise when you get a show like that 
Mm-hmm. And let's say the show we were getting, they are like 52 episodes. Okay. All right. But 52 episodes are uh, doubled. You know, each episode is 10 minutes. But the way they stream it, they, you know, attach it to another episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, so it is not 50, it's 52 episodes of 20 minutes, but it's actually 104 episodes. I see. Right, oh, okay. because there's like, you, you know, like there is a there is a story in the big. There's like a story for the first ten minutes, and then mm-hmm. there is like a car that comes with the uh, with the next episode title, mm-hmm. and that will be the second story, you know. But they are attached together, two different stories. So the job is, if you get a fifty-two, you know, episodes, it's actually it's a hundred and four episodes but the way we score them we score them two at a time okay so contract wise is basically you get paid per episode okay and you get paid after the episode is delivered uh, the studio always keeps 100 percent of the publishing mm-hmm. because they have to have that because you know if when the when a show like that is on netflix it's automatically playing in 35 different countries mm. so they don't want to come to us every time hey here is paperwork hey here's for paperwork. Each okay. for each territory so if you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in tv and film but you just don't know where to start the road to 10 placements is where you start this is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 tv placements and it's the exact blueprint i use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements this course is going to teach you how to produce prepare and pitch placement ready music for tv this course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as mtv nbc vh1 nba network hulu Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open. So go to roadto10placements.com. That's road to the number 10 placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off at roadto10placements.com. Go and role today it's 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 a very common practice that the 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 studio keeps the publishing rights and then the composer always keep the writer's share okay uh, so the deal is usually is like an upfront payment per episode after you deliver it and then you keep the writer's share which is 100 percent of gotcha. every cue you write yeah yeah okay and and like an episode like an episode of like 20 minutes in animation mm-hmm. you know we used to by the time the episode is approved and all of that it's about around 40 to 50 cues uh because you know there are some some of them are one minute less you know but some of them are short too yeah. but you know we need to split split them uh split them up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice that's awesome um if you guys have any questions, shout out to everybody in the stream. Definitely drop a few in the chat. We have a few more minutes to try and get some yeah. questions in. Thank you um, for listening. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. Amazing story. Like I said, man, when we talked, I was like, bro, like we need to we need to have more and dig deeper to this conversation because. Thank um, you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I just, just feel, you know, like um, I feel it's a beautiful thing that if your passion is music, you can make it work, you know, and I feel like I'm blessed, truly blessed every day, 
you know, mm. I wake up in the morning, I come here and make music for straight eight hours and I'm happy, you know, I'm, I'm not like, you know, but also, you know, I don't want to, to sound like, oh, it's so like magical and, you know, beautiful, right. you know, <laughs> it, it's work, you know, at the end of the day is work. Yeah. Uh, but but it's a work that i'm passionate about so i don't mind to be in this specific room for 14 hours sometimes right. you have to um and 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 that 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 is the thing it, it just takes it takes a huge commitment yeah. and and the the really 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 secret it's not even secret the 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 recipe for success is just don't give up after four and five don't, years. Don't stop. You, know? you can't don't put a stop. time limit on it. You cannot put a time limit on it because all people who started it in three, four years, five years is the most crucial time, you know, because you already put five years in it and you don't see any return, you know. No. Uh, it's just like a long term because, you know, let's, if we're talking about, you know, writing for reality shows which i do all the time mm -hmm. uh, you know the, the the time that we're looking at if you submitted a queue and that queue got placed right away mm -hmm. by time it get aired from the time you submitted it nobody knows how long that is it could be a month it could be three months it could be four months it could be six months but from time it airs you need to count another <laughs> nine months then to see some sort of return so so th that's why it, it's it's a long-term uh investment in a way you know yeah. and 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 it works because because there is there are examples that are telling you it works you know is and and the recipe of it is just you have to keep going and don't stop and and get better every day and i know in your heart you know what good music sounds because you listen to music all the time and try to be that you know um and 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 it will get easier you know before you know as an assignment when i was at ucla eight years ago we have a whole week to score one minute <laughs> you know wow. yeah. and, and 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 now we have you know you have to do the whole show in one minute <laughs> because yeah. of, you know especially if you're doing like two three shows at the same time which we were lucky at some point we were able to do that but mm -hmm. if you don't have that it's like practice you practice you know every day you practice yeah. uh, so you don't wonder where to go you just grab the right tools and you're ready at yeah. any moment yeah 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 man i i remember you mentioned you mentioned working on like multiple episodes and we already know what revisions can look like sometimes and then creating a whole nother episode while going back and doing the revisions because um, i think i worked on uh the longest like series i worked on was born this way on on a and e and that yeah, was yeah. i mean that was pretty much the project i was focused on for that yeah. you know for those seasons but yeah. um I, I mean, it, it definitely takes that, that dedication. It, like a lot of people would just back out. They're like, yo, I'm not doing these revisions and I got to create new music and I got to, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. do you want to do this for the rest of your right. life? You know? Right. Because, it, 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 you know, when you are three shows deep and these show, like when we, when I'm talking about 52, let's say episodes, mm -hmm. which you know from the day you signed the contract, it's going to be, this is a whole year and some change 
nonstop, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's part of like when, if you're organized, if you know, if you know the process, you know what to do, you know, like yep. all, all of that. Because like at some point it will fail. You're making more revisions than scoring, <laughs> you know, and that is okay. You know, I always get astonished by i read some comments you know on on social media oh my director sent me revision notes for the second time should i have limit him to like no that's that is the job is to (laughs) do revisions a lot more than scoring the 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 the, the show you know and, and i always like approach it any you know in any project, I was like, I, I will make revisions until both of our ears are happy, mm. you know, and you have to go with that mentality because you want them to come back to you, you know, when they are doing another documentary in three, four, five, six months from now, you know, right. they, they don't want to be like, oh, it was very difficult. You, yep. I, I, My objective is I always want to be the smoothest you know, part of the entire production and music usually is the last thing where, you know, there is no money, (laughs) you know, sometimes they cannot go and reshoot Mm -hmm. and then you need to make the joke sounds funny. You need to make the script sound stronger because they cannot go shoot the scene again or shoot the entire story. So now the music is doing all the heavy lifting. Right. Um, And, and that is part of it. You have to, you, you know, you 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 have to be doing it happily (laughs) yeah wow so what was it like um so when you got the the first chance to score to picture i guess you had you had the spotting session which which helps a lot but um, was there ever an instance where you because you know you look at picture with no music and you're just like there's nothing here like what do i (laughs) all the time all the time yeah because you know sometimes sometimes the so the editors who work on the show are the ones who send us the the locked picture right sometimes Mm -hmm. they do put something called temp music Mm -hmm. and temp music is something that the editor feels like it is right you know tempo wise you know also some uh, the, the the majority of it is just to help the editor to cut, you know, to some sort of beat, tempo, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but also a lot of times when there is no music and we had to just like sit down and figure it out, you know, like what it will work. And, you know, like during spotting sessions, something I do, and I also learned that from Alex, uh, you know, we always have a, P- like I have a keyboard right here right now so mm-hmm. as we are spotting the session you know there is like a piano patch or strings or something like that if we don't know what we are doing and what mm-hmm. we need for that specific because sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. like should we leave it without music should we put music what kind of music when does it start when does it end so we don't step on the dialogue and all of that right yeah. so sometimes we have to sketch something really quick as we are spotting you know and then everybody says oh yeah this is the right vibe and then we write this in our notes right but yeah it's 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 a very you'll be very surprised if you watch an animation with dialogue only it's just i don't know it's like very (laughs) dry (laughs) it's like music makes it man it, it does it does it makes the joke stronger it makes you focus on one thing it makes you intense like you know because if there if you know a card you know a cartoon character just falling down 
you know is it could be just comic it could be funny yeah but if the music is very orchestral tense and there is like you know strings are sliding down and you know percussion very heavy then you're worried if this is gonna injure or like are they gonna make it or not you know but also could be very you know funny moment so the music plays a huge huge part of telling the the story you know and sometimes the composers think one way and we send a pass when we are not sure of something you know during this padding session and you know we say oh let's just try this for now and see how it fits with everything else if it works it works sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work and that's when we go and do a lot of revisions (laughs) exactly yep that's the job man that's uh that's awesome man we we're gonna have to have you back man i don't want to hold you too long but um this was this was amazing conversation man where can people where can people follow you learn more about you um, sure so i've been locked in th- uh yeah i'm available on instagram and my uh my name is karam salem music if you just type that you should be able to find me also i have a website karamsalem.com. um i try to avoid youtube for now yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if anybody, anything, just tell me you heard, you heard the bot- podcast here, and you have a question. I'm always, always happy to help, and I promise I will never hide anything. Uh, I will tell you the truth as it is and exactly what you need to know. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. No doubt, man. Appreciate you coming through. Um, Shout out to everybody in the stream. You guys stick around because after this, we're going to do, going to listen to people's music, man. But Karam, I appreciate you, man. And um, looking forward to to hearing, you know, dope music from you and and possibly working on some stuff in the future too, man. Because I love your music. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, me too, me too. It's, 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 uh, it's been really really amazing uh also knowing you uh which Thank is th- that by itself is you know thanks to instagram and social media it's it's a really really cool way to meet people otherwise i wouldn't know how we would be yep. connected yeah i love everything you do and all the encouragements you know it's just just keep doing it um and um and I just want to end saying like everything is possible if you want it to be possible, you know. Facts. Love um, it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you. We'll, thank you for your time too. In, indeed, man. Thank you. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Karam, take it easy, bro. Peace. Bye-bye. Right. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.